This week we're talking about the Hamilton real estate market, interest rates, and our favorite restaurants in Hamilton. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm joined by a very special guest, Albert Ivoroni from Team Grande, Remax Escarpment. Thanks for joining us, Albert. Thank you, Justin. I finally made it. That's I it. finally made it. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I hope this isn't the pinnacle of my career, but uh, super happy to be here and join you. That might be the pinnacle. I don't know, yeah, though. You might be. recognize Albert from Instagram. He's a guy shooting the finger guns <laughs> at you. Um, we're so happy to have him on. As you know, if you follow along, Brandy is still on her honeymoon which was a great party a couple weeks ago. Uh, please forgive us for the black screen. There was a flood in our studio, so we can't figure out how to get this thing going right now. Uh, we're hoping it's still working, but you know, our hopefully by next week. personalities are gonna fill the screen for you. Uh, we're gonna a lot of educational information. Said it's a good thing we both wore white. I didn't even tell you what to wear white. You know, normally we... Uh, I'm in tune. That's we're in tune. it. We're in tune. Normally we just say don't wear black, but this white, look at that, we're vibrant. I got the orange hat, <laughs> Hamilton Forge FC, just to pick it up. But, I uh, almost wore the Cats jersey. I almost wore have. the Tiger Cats jersey. It was black. I thought a little bit ahead. It had to look a little bit more professional. Mm -hmm. um, but here we are. That said, you got a collared shirt on. I don't think I've ever worn a collared shirt on this show. <laughs> it's linen. We always, get, <laughs> we always keep it casual. Um, but let's jump into what uh, people, I guess, are tuning in for to listen to the stats of the Hamilton real estate market. Like We've seen... A pretty good decline. I mean, it's, the amount been, of sales, 19.2% is what we're down. It's been tough, right? It's, it's been a tough outlook. I know I know. certainly I'm getting a lot of questions about kind of where it's going and, and where it is. And, and people are wondering where bottom is and kind of what's happening because it really is a, it's, it's a bit of a frozen market, I think, right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're seeing showings down and whatnot. And I think buyers are a little bit cautious and investors are a little bit cautious. And um, so, yeah, no, people are wondering what's happening here. Certainly it definitely it's, is. It's a bit of a strange time, right? With based like, on where interest rates and whatnot are. We had a team meeting yesterday and we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, even though we're, so we're down 90% in the last 30 days in terms of sales. So what that means is basically one out of five buyers over the last month just said either, hey, I'm going to sit back and wait. Yeah. Or they just couldn't get approved, right? Yeah. With the newer interest rate, which is a real thing that happens when these interest rates go up, right? Like what can you qualify for? But one interesting thing we were talking about was how over the year, you know, things went down, sales went down, we're down about like 30%, whatever in sales. But last year, one out of every four buyers, 26% were investors. Yeah. So I think that those investors pulled out. And I think that has a large part to do with uh, that. Absolutely. It's, that's what's actually freezing. Because if, if you look at what investors are looking at, right? Like investors are generally looking at what their cost of capital is. So as interest rates go up, and, and they're also, investors are looking at it and they're saying, well, interest rates, can, for, for one, investors are saying interest rates are going to continue to rise, so they're holding. But also, when they're looking at getting into the market and making that investment, they're basing the value of their investment based on their own cost of capital, right? So as interest rates now have almost doubled, I think, from the, from the low, right? We're, we're at five-year fix, we're over 5%. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, you have a look, they have a look at that and they say, well, the cost of capital is this, so the value of an investment property is, is associated with that. So that's why you're seeing in the perceived value of investment properties is down pretty significantly kind of based a, on that number. And you have a few listed right now. What do you have listed? The, was it 16 yeah, units? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got an eight unit uh, uh, multiplex in Burlington listed, a six unit in Burlington listed, and a, 
and a triplex in Burlington listed, but it's 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 the same thing, right? Like you're looking at you're looking at cost of capital and then and then associating that with cap rate. So for example, the challenge we're up against is is an investor's looking at the cap rate and saying, okay, you know, you're asking me to pay, for example, a 4.5% cap rate on the property I'm buying. And, and for those of you who might not understand what cap rate is, cap rate is basically the return on your money, right? So based on based on basically the income that the property is generating. So if it's at a 4.5% cap, uh, cap rate, that means the money you've put in, you're getting 4.5% return per year. It's basically almost like a 4.5% interest. The challenge that investors have right now is they're saying, well, if you're asking 4.5%, for example, in Burlington, well, they're saying, well, I can get a GIC right now mm-hmm. at 4.6. Mm-hmm. GIC is no risk. And you don't have to deal with tenants. You're not dealing with tenants. It's no risk, right? Now, maybe you don't have some of the upside and all the appreciation upside and things like that. Um, but that's kind of where you know where investors are coming from right now when they're looking at this market and saying, hold on, like our cost of capital is changing a lot. Mm-hmm. Not only that, um, you know, I don't know, we, we can talk about this maybe a little bit later, but even when you look at the, kind of the outlook for the rest of the year, interest rates are going to continue to rise yeah. for the remainder of 2022 in all probability, mm-hmm. right? Just basically having a look at inflation and kind of the macroeconomics, what's happening in the world, what's happening in Ukraine, you know, the price of fossil fuels, yeah. that trickles down through an entire economy, right? But, it touches everything. Which so, we'll touch on in the next segment. But yeah. let's jump back into these market stats of where we're at. Like with the average price, average price came down in the last 30 days. It came down, what, 5%? Yeah. Is yeah. overall yeah. through yeah. RAP. And, and we're so, down in some areas of Hamilton. You know, we're up over over a 30% decrease from the peak in February. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. So it's, it's down pretty significantly. Now, but really, it, it is down. And, and so, so for anyone who... Well, for anyone who bought and sold kind of during that period, I always say there's a trade space, right? Most buyers and sellers, you're either you're buying a house and you're selling a house. So if you're buying in a high market, you're selling in a high market. It's mm-hmm. the ones that get caught in between. Maybe that can affect. But the important thing to note there is, you know, it's down it's down 36% from the peak, but it's up 9% from this time last year. Exactly. That's the big right? thing. So anyone who's still bought in the last 9%. couple of years, you're still, yeah, you're st- I mean, you've still gotten... Good game, but what's happening is the market's pulling back. I guess the question is where bottom is now. That's it, and who knows, right? right? Um, one interesting number two: average days on market is up to seventeen days now, which is pretty much that was unheard of over the last couple of years. Yeah, we were seeing average days of you know seven, eight days, yeah. uh, but now seventeen we're not, days. We're not used to it, and sellers aren't used to it. And yeah, you know, it's it's the same thing, right? You look at uh, inventory, right? We got. In some areas, it's basically the same across all the markets here in Southern Ontario, right? You're you're between two and three months of inventory. Mm-hmm. So that's a, between that and days on market, that's a big change for where sellers have been yeah. over the past couple of years. So I don't know, you know, this is the challenge I have, right? When I'm speaking to myself, like, what are you saying to your sellers now? You it know is what, what it is. I mean, like we're looking at with an average day, 17 days on market, our sold index, which the sold index is basically how many appointments it takes for a property to sell. Remax provides us with these stats and we see that it takes about 13 appointments for a property to sell. So, I mean, if you're listed for more than 17 days, you've had the 13 or more appointments, then what do you adjust? Yeah, you have to adjust, have to adjust the price, price right? Yeah. And I mean, they're talking like this episode, the time filming it, uh, what's the date today, the 7th? Yeah. So like, this is not gonna come out till next week, but the interest rates, July 13th, they're making another announcement. They're even talking yeah, like 0. 0.75. Three, three so we'll see what that does, right? Yeah. Um, and then you touched on months of inventory, which is something we actually talk a lot about on this show. Yeah. If you're new to tuning in, months of inventory essentially is how many, like how long it would take for all the homes on the market to sell 
given no other properties get listed. So February was 0.7, like it was three weeks. Yeah. Now we're at was 2.7, I think is the, the number, right? So, I mean, that's, so, that's a huge look, jump, the, right? The reality is it's been a seller's market for three and a half, four years, right? And a heavy seller's market. So, you know, we're, we're accustomed to things selling in, in, in five, six, seven days or less. Mm. Um, you know, we're, but we're just getting back. Those of us who are of a certain vintage, right? We remember what it was like to sell a house and it wasn't five, six, seven days. It was a couple of months, Yeah. right? So now it's back to educating sellers again and educating them the fact that, yeah, it's going to take a couple of months to, to sell your house and we have to price it right. I know. I always talk right? about that. Like when I first started the average days, like I'm 10 years now, I can't believe 10 years in this business, how quickly it went yeah. by. But I remember you're going in expecting 60 days on the market, sometimes yeah. 90 days, like it all depended on, you know, on yeah. the house. So, and now, um, you know, and you know, in the recent past here, right, it sits for two weeks and, and the seller's anxious. Yeah. Right? Oh, they're getting anxious right? in three days. They don't get a showing <laughs> so in the first day. What's going on? Right? <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's an adjustment period. We've been right spoiled. Now. I think it's an adjustment spoiled, period yeah. for everybody. Um, but this is kind of just one of those, it's just one of those periods we got to ride through and, uh, and, and kind of see where we're gonna where we're gonna end up, right? So that's I think we need to talk about a little about is, is interest rates and kind of where is bottom and whatnot and kind of where yeah. I don't know. Like I'd say to you, Justin, for example, you know, if you look forward now to January 2023, if you take your crystal ball and you have a look through, I mean, what's your, you know, what do, what are you seeing? So we're talking about the interest rates or the market? The market, the, the interest market. rates, so I think you know, the, however you want to take With the that, market, right? like, I mean, I went through this in 2017. I remember that we saw the stress test came in and interest rates went up. I remember that that 2017, February, it was like the peak too, was back then. And then we saw silence until all through 2018. And then 2019, it started to come back. And by the end of 2019, we were really swinging. And then yeah. COVID, right? Yeah, and then it yeah, kind of stopped. Yeah. And then, So I don't know, we could be seeing um, so I, like I we could be coming out of this in 2023, right? Yeah. But what do you guys think of the market? Let us know. Be sure to drop a comment below with any questions you have about this market. We'd love to hear. Yes, it's a great topic because I actually don't correlate it as much to 2017 because to me, when they put the stress test in and everything in, in 2017, I mean, that was, that was put in the cool, the real estate market specifically. Mm. Okay. Now we have to look at why interest rates are rising right now. Interest rates rising right now, they're not rising because of the real estate market. The real estate market is just a casualty mm -hmm. of this, right? Interest rates are rising because of inflation. And, you know, inflation's at a point now, it's still well over 7%. Over seven, we yeah. haven't been here since the 90s. Wow. And in the 90s, when it was when it was 7% inflation, interest rates were over 10%, 12%. So you remember now. this, right? So I remember this. I'm not quite or that or old, but, I, but, you know, I was I was looking for my first home kind of in that yeah. in that territory. and And... Uh, interest rate spike. So, so for me, I'm seeing it more through that lens. I'm seeing it more through the inflation lens than I am specifically through the real estate lens. Anyone who's got a stock portfolio, you're experiencing the same thing with your stock portfolio as we're experiencing here in the real estate market now, mm -hmm. right? So, um, what I'm, you know, my personal outlook is I'm, I'm looking at this and saying, well, one, this is largely driven to me. This is largely driven by actually the war in Ukraine. Right, because that's what's affected the price of fossil fuels and and everything else. And you're seeing inflation rates. Inflation rates, look, they're not a Canadian thing right now, right? They're they're a global thing. So they're grappling with this in the U.S. They're grappling with this in Europe and whatnot. Um, and the only way 
that you can really effectively combat inflation and get inflation under control is really by throwing a handbrake on and spiking interest rates hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. And, and, and you, you brought up a good point yesterday, like we were talking about it. Um, you know, you talk about like the rates going up, is this actually gonna bring prices down? And then you had a thought process that, because I have no background in that sort of like economic study, but yeah. you brought something to light that I thought that actually makes a lot of sense, like you were talking about. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's kind of supply and demand, right? So there was a point that was made. So, okay, so you get the, generally it's the price of fossil fuels that drives everything, right? Because you use, you use petroleum and fossil fuels to produce plastics, you name it, right? It trickles down through the whole economy, it brings prices up. Now, a colleague of ours said, okay, so now, for example, the price of a pizza has gone up in a pizzeria, mm-hmm. right? Um, as the price of fossil fuels comes down, maybe the price of some of those raw materials comes down. Is there really any incentive now for vendors to reduce their own prices, right? So as consumers, yeah. we're going to get hit for a yeah, while. Yeah, you're thinking, our price, like, who's going to lower their price now that it's been set to that yeah, price for a pizza? You're, you're trying to get it back. If anything, if anything yeah. you're trying to crawl it back, <laughs> yeah. right? So, but really... And, and, and to a large extent, you're right. Like a lot of vendors aren't necessarily just going to reduce the price. But what that does is if they don't reduce the price and, and the price of, of your uh, raw materials has come down, well, now there's more margin in that business, right? So, yeah, you're, you're getting more, more profit out of that business, but now there's more margin. There's more room for c- competition to enter in. Yeah. So, you know, certainly some undercutting. And then things will normalize. But that comes with a lag, mm-hmm. right? So you know, interest rates can come down or the price of fuel and whatnot can come, or the price of fuel can come down and, 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 and prices may lower. But as consumers, we're still going to get hit for another year, year and a half kind of after until competition can actually normalize that back. What's your prediction right? with interest rates until we see a stabilization or not even a decrease, just a, a stop in the hikes? Do you have any ideas or what, what do you I think, think with that? I think, look, there's a lot of pressures here right now because one, inflation's out of control, they gotta hit that handbrake. At the same time, we're a debt-reliant society in the West, right? So, um, you know, we, we can't necessarily afford high interest rates for a long period of time. My sense is, my sense is they're gonna to continue to hit interest rates hard probably for the remainder of 2022. I think as soon as you see inflation start to level off and starts to dip, then you're gonna see, you're gonna see a fairly rapid decrease again in, mm-hmm. uh, in interest rates just to generate some relief and, and stimulate spending. Because the real risk here is we're gonna end up in a recession, right? Which I think we probably will end up, but I, I think it's almost sort of unavoidable that we're gonna land in a recession. Um, but my guess is, again, I think, I think we're gonna continue with interest rate rises through the remainder of 2022, 2023. I think we start to see them uh, come down. A and that's the thing, like we're all talking, we think 2023 will be the stop, but like, is it gonna be the start? Is it gonna be the fall? Who knows how long we're gonna see till yeah. it actually starts to yeah. come back down? Because I mean, it will come back down, right? It'll Eventually. come back down. And, but what we got from a, from a real estate perspective though is, is, right, real estate's a leading indicator. So right now, right, one of the, the reason why you're seeing prices fall as interest rates go up, although although inflation is still high, inflation still still rises because it's a leading indicator. So the fact that the fact that that real estate prices are falling fairly sharply tells you that the interest rate raises are working, right? So it's a leading indicator. At the same time, real estate prices will also be a leading indicator on the other end. So as the economy starts to bounce back and uh, and inflation a little bit out of control, I think you'll see a pretty sharp bump mm-hmm. again on uh, 
on real estate prices because we haven't even talked about inventory. No. So like, there's a hard floor here, right? It's not a, it's not a, a you know, rock, I don't know where rock bottom is right now, price wise. What I do know is, regardless of what's happening with interest rates, there's still a housing shortage in the market, mm-hmm. right? So there's still people looking for places to live. It's not like there's there's an abundance of uh, uh, there's abundance of supply, right? There's still a supply demand issue. Well, so it's, you know what though, in terms of new listings though. If you look at it from the stats came out last month, we are still pretty high for the last two years compared to the last two yeah. years, right? But still, like at an all-time low, like it's still super low, right? The yeah. amount of listings around the market, um, and I don't know. I think just even like I don't, sometimes I don't even know if it's actually the interest rate themselves that are dropping the price, or it's the talk about the interest rate. Like people talk about the rates are going up. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna sit back, and I think that's where we're losing our one out of every five buyers is people. Kind of it's, a well, it's also a little bit of it's it's a con- it goes lower yeah. and then I can get a deal. And right? it's also a little bit of it's a confluence of events too because we we were in a little bit of a I wouldn't I hate to call it a real estate bubble because because demand's so high for housing mm-hmm. so I, I I don't think it was necessarily a bubble but anytime you've got 30 40% increases you know like we saw in in uh, in 2021 and 2022 well that was bound to give some back. So mm-hmm. I think even independent of interest rates I think that was you're starting to see a lot of fatigue on the side of buyers. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sure. So I think it was going to give some of that back anyway mm-hmm. in the back half of 2022. Now add in interest rates and, and inflation and kind of everything else. Well, okay, so now we've, we've got a and there is, the situation that we're in. And there's a different type of buyer emerging now. Like one thing that I'm seeing a lot of my buyers that have jumped back in were people that didn't want to compete, just refused. You know, you get those yeah. people that think like, I don't want to go into competition. I don't want to go against 10 offers, 15 offers. I'm actually starting to find clients that I'm getting calls to go show properties to people that are saying, yeah, I like this because now I can buy a house on financing, on 100%. home inspection. Yeah, and I've right? got I've got first time buyers that were locked out in, in January and February and December. They just threw their hands in the air and, and you know they couldn't get into the Hamilton market at all. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they're all getting in. Yeah. Right? So so there's positives and negatives here. For most you know, for some people it's a negative, but for some people like first time buyers that haven't been able to, have been frozen out of the market, it's actually a positive. Prices are down. Like you can get into Hamilton now you can get in for well under five hundred thousand, you can get into the market, right? And if you it look wasn't, at it wasn't like, anywhere near that in February. Yeah, and you look at some of the cities that have been hit the hardest, and it's really like Hamilton's, I don't know what you call them, ancillary cities like uh, Beamsville, Grimsby, Binbrook. Yeah. Binbrook is yeah. taking a pretty hard hit right now. Super high levels of inventory there. They were at what, four months of inventory? Four months of inventory. That's crazy. That's, a lot of That's nuts. We haven't sale. seen four <laughs> months of inventory since I think 2017 was the last time it crept kind of yeah. around that mark, but that's just for Benbrook. So I think because a lot of people went out there because it was affordable, but now that jobs are moving back to the GTA, people can buy in Hamilton, well, they're and thinking. That's, and, and, and you know, and I don't have the numbers in front of me for the GTA, but it was an interesting, um, someone mentioned an interesting stat is that actually the prices in downtown Toronto haven't dropped as significantly as the surrounding areas. And, and you know, I guess the question is why, but I think it's pretty clear to me at least. Mm-hmm. I think during COVID, everyone was moving out of the GTA and that was kind of fueling your price growth in areas outside that now as people go back and so they already basically had their their value decrease mm-hmm. kind of built in it didn't increase in downtown Toronto the same way it increased on the outskirts yeah. certainly in Hamilton and Burlington so that was kind of all priced in already so I think you're now you're seeing people go back uh, back downtown as they're getting back to mm-hmm. work and whatnot and it's kind of mitigating this uh, 
And that's it. There. What do you guys foresee with interest rates? Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear uh, about it. Drop us a comment. Ask us a question. I mean, we're always yeah, here to answer. If you're um, an investor, an yeah, and if you're too. an investor, I want to hear from you. If you're an investor, are you getting in right now? Are you waiting? Kind of what's your thoughts on the, uh, on the market here? All right, now let's move on to our final topic. We want to talk about some of our favorite restaurants in Hamilton, but uh, you've been catching my attention over here. Albert showed up to the office with... Uh, some treats, I guess, that oh, had just been sitting there looking good. If anyone who knows me knows that I love <laughs> to eat, um, and a colleague of mine, uh, Dave and I, we do we do this taste test of, of local Hamilton spots. Uh, we've done pizza, we've done cannolis, for example. And I know Justin, you were you were a little upset. We did yeah. the taste test. Justin didn't get a, didn't get a chance to participate. He was no. he was a little upset. So I brought Justin here. We've got a couple of cannolis. From here in Hamilton, Justin, what do you know about Sicilian cannolis? Where are these from? The Sicilian normally they have a little fruit on the end, though, don't they? They have a, this, these are just plain Sicilian cannolis. I'm not going to tell you where they're from until the, the end of the uh, until the end of the Holy until the end of the taste test. This thing's huge. Wow. Yeah, don't don't compare the size because one was a large and one was just a standard size. So am I doing seeing which one's better? I'm kind of already going to like the cream me, on this one. Tell more. me about your criteria. What are you looking for in a cannoli? So for a Sicilian cannoli, I'm more of a, with the Venetian cannoli, right? That's more what I like, the big flaky really? pastry. Wow. Um, you yeah, know? You're, you're the only one in the world I've ever met that prefers a Venetian cannoli. You think so? I love them. I love them. So this, <laughs> But if you're eating Sicilian, right, yeah. I guess you want to have that crunchy, but you don't want it to be hard, but you want it to have a nice crunch. Uh, and then, I mean, it's all about the filling, how it tastes. I can tell you right now, this one already looks like <laughs> it's going to be a little bit better. I can just tell by it, but we'll dive in. Mm. That's good. You're not going to tell me where that's from, eh? I'll tell you where it's from at the end. Once you once you choose, I'll tell you where they came from. Otherwise, yeah, we bite. don't want to spoil it. It's, it's got to be a blind taste test here. We do everything by the Well, I'm chewing away on this. What's your, what favorite, do I, what, what's your favorite restaurant in Hamilton? Where do you like you to go? You know what? If I've... My favorite restaurant, it's pretty clear. I, like, I love Born and Raised downtown mm -hmm. um, on James Street. And, and the reason why I love it, it's got a good atmosphere. It's right downtown. It's Italian food, but it's interesting Italian food, right? And it's got good portions. Um, so that's kind of my number one spot. If I got mm -hmm. clients that are coming in or new clients that I want to take out, that would generally be my go-to spot. Born and Raised is good. I, I've only been there once years ago. It's a good yeah. spot, though. Well, where do you like? I got to be honest with you, my wife. We go to the Mule a lot. Oh, the Mule's good. On King William yeah, there. Tacos. That, that halloumi taco. Then you got to get the Bulldog Margarita. Don't just get the, the margarita. Get the Bulldog Margarita. Yeah. That's freaking good. Honestly, okay. we've got the best. I tell you right now, this one, I didn't think this one was going to, this one tastes better. It doesn't look as appealing. No kidding. I'm wow. loving the flavor of this one. So where are these cannolis from? Who did I just? No. Did so I just, we they're did. They're both this, delicious, by the way. So we did. This one's so just we, like did, the we did the, the local taste test of, of the local spots in Hamilton. The one that won the taste test, which to me is, it's a fantastic cannoli. It's La Bakery. So this is on, they're on, they're on fennel. Mm -hmm. um, you can, I, I love the shell, the red wine shell and whatnot. Actually, the one you like the best though, I'm shocked. Cause it's, to me, it's not even close, but it's Fortino's. Fortino's, there you go. <laughs> Fortino's. That's where I'm getting my cannolis from now on. <laughs> Fortino's, you know, they're taking over the pizza market because Fortino's pizza is actually 
I had fantastic. Pizza for lunch today. Yeah, now I look at now you're all there over you the cannolis too. Should have got the cannoli while I was yeah. there. But so, that bakery is good though. There, if you guys ever go there, their brownies are amazing too. They sell yeah, these chocolate great. brownies that are unbelievable. And these are. La Bakery's been there since the 60s. Sam's Queenston Bakery in the East End I also love. They're actually related. So which um, which can only won the, uh, La Bakery. the taste test? La Bakery? La Bakery. La Bakery and Sam's for me are, are kind of the two, uh, the two best ones. Sam's on Queenston. Queenston and Parkdale kind of area. La Bakery is Upper Gage and uh, Upper Gage. I'm trying to envision that. Queenston and Parkdale. That's where that Bedrock Bistro is Yeah, there. so it's just a little bit east of the Bedrock Bistro on the other side of the street. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's Queenston and Reed. Is the, is the, and read. Yeah, it's kind of that's, that that's the actual specific corner, but that's um, it. there that's you go. It. You know what? We like to stay local. I love the Hamilton restaurant scene. You know, I love taste testing. I love food. So we're gonna do more of this stuff too. That's you one know, of the coolest things with Hamilton is our restaurant scene. Yeah. Like I think it's grown so much, especially in the last like five, ten years. I'm sure you guys, local Hamiltonians, have noticed it. Just these great food options that we have. Amazing. It's spectacular. Yeah. Like you have everything from fine dining, which actually Maxwell's is closing. Is it? Uh, I've never been there. You ever been there? Oh, the Presties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. They're closing. Yeah, they're closing. I guess they're putting a condo up there. Yeah. So uh, that's it. So they're, they're, how many? Yeah, they're the property's a little too high. They were. Oh, they're three generations. How long were they around yeah, was, for? I don't know, but they're an institution. Yeah, They've three been generations. There since I was a kid. Been. I actually worked there. Yeah. When I was fourteen. I did a few shifts there. Yeah, doing yeah. what? Yeah, busboy. Busboy. Yeah. Yeah, a few shifts. Did some dishes and, and spilled some wine on a, a nice tablecloths. And there you go. And that was about it. Yeah, never served fine dining. <laughs> but here's another question. It's not real estate related. What should we be taste testing here? That's great in Hamilton. You let What's us know. Next? Maybe we we've do done, like a taco testing. Yeah, uh, we've done pizzas. I think I'm gonna do next is probably Italian sausages. Everyone's got their own favorite Italian sausage. That's kind of the next. It's got to be right? Italian with you, eh? Iver, Iveroni. It's got to be Italian. Yeah, it's got to be Italian, Italian sausage, pizza, <laughs> no, cannoli. Albert got to jump into the other yeah, end of these cannolis while we were there. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking too long. We were having too much fun yeah. talking about it. Yeah, food. Exactly. I love. It. We should do an episode just about Hamilton like food and restaurants. I love the food scene in this city. Yeah, I love the food scene in this city. I'm probably out at least two nights a week. We're eating at different restaurants across the city. Yeah. I love it. And it's honestly, amazing. Honestly, for my for my Burlington friends and clients, I love you. I lived in Burlington for a year and a half, and I did not eat in a single good restaurant in Burlington. I no, came to eh? Hamilton for dinner every time because there I couldn't find go. an interesting place. So if you know a good place in Burlington. Let us know that too. Yeah, let us know. We'll go <laughs> test it out, see how it goes. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us again this week. We always appreciate your support. Please be sure to subscribe if you want to see more content like this. Always like, always comment. We love hearing back from you. We love your feedback. Thanks again for thank tuning you. in, and we'll talk to you thanks next for week. Me, Justin, too. Uh, sorry, yeah, and Albert, thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> but anyways, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you again next week.